Have you ever thought of getting your framework, your methodology, your expertise as a trainer, a coach, a facilitator, a keynote speaker into, let's call it tier one publications, big magazines like Entrepreneur, Business Insider, Fast Company, etc. Well, many people do that and many people want to do that. Arguably, we're focused on social media. We want to get our content into LinkedIn, which is easy, but we have to stand out amongst all the noise. And often we're up against the algorithm. It's very hard to say how to rise to the top of those platforms because we don't own them and we're at the mercy of the algorithm that runs them. But many people get into those top publications like Fast Company, Inc., Business Insider, or even a lower tier publication that's focused on a specific niche like HR or something else. And I recently was asked to submit a, an article to Coaching at Work, which is a coaching specific publication for release, I think, in Q1 2023. But I've always thought, wouldn't it be nice? In fact, wouldn't it be fantastic to be in some top level business magazine? And today's guest, Joanne McCall, is going to share how to do that with you. Her brand is all about helping to gain media attention and to help people who are coaches, authors, consultants, speakers to become media darlings. She says that her work and passion is helping business professionals to tap into the power of media and get their visibility to soar. So when I saw that, I thought I have to have Joanne on the show and I'd like to thank a previous guest, Becky Saltzman, for referring Joanne to me today. You're going to enjoy this episode. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hey, this is the Training Business Podcast, and welcome to this week's episode. This is the weekly show for people like you and me. If you're a trainer, a consultant, a coach, an author, someone who makes a living from selling what you know, the experience you have, and packaging it into workshops, keynotes, books, courses, etc., then this is, I think, I'd like to think, the show for people like you. Maybe you're not yet on that path, but because of recent events, you've thought about maybe packaging what you know and, and making a living from it. And this is why every single week we have guests on the show. Perhaps they're exactly where you are or where you think you'd like to go. And we get them to share their expertise. Many of them are instructors, course creators, speakers. And there is an interesting dynamic to what they all share, which is the passion that they have for helping people with what they know. I'm a self-employed trainer. I'm a coach. I'm a published author. I'm building a coaching business right now. It's an exciting journey with branding. I'm writing more. I've published a book. And that's the kind of thing that motivates me to have people on the show to help me as much as to help you. And every Thursday, we have an episode of this show on your podcast platform of choice, whether it's Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or something else, to help you wherever you are on this journey. And if you've not yet subscribed, can I please ask you right now to click on follow or subscribe to be notified of episodes as they come out, which will help your business. It costs absolutely nothing and of course means a lot to me and takes only a couple of seconds. Joanne, hi, welcome to the show. 
Hey, Mark, happy to be here. You're in Portland, Oregon today. I am. Long way away from me, but mm-hmm. uh, thanks to the power of the interweb, we're, um, we're talking. And um, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Becky Salzman, who kindly introduced me to you. Becky, and, um, she's amazing. Yeah. And she also introduced me to Bryna Hearn, who will be probably preceding you in terms of the list or upcoming schedule of great guests on the show. Now, why are we here? Well, very personal reasons for this and very timely, in fact, as we approach the end of, of 22. Where did the year go? I've no idea. You are, according to your LinkedIn profile, an author, a speaker like myself and many people listening. But the thing is, you help authors and influencers to gain media attention and to become media darlings. And that resonates with many people listening, I'm sure, because we want to get the message out there and we want to highlight what we can do for people. And and you work with coaches, authors, consultants, speakers, and um, you say that your work and passion is helping business professionals to tap into the power of media and get their visibility to soar. So my first question is, what does that mean, tapping into the power of media and getting visibility to soar? I think for a lot of people, just the term media has become such a, a big word. It used to be the whole traditional radio, television, print, newspapers, magazines, and that was about it. And now media has just exploded to cover all kinds of channels and social media and our own media. It just, it's, it's a big word. So, what I find is having kind of a model to understand the different types of media is very helpful for this conversation and any conversation and to plan anything. So there are really three buckets to look at. The first bucket is called what I call you media. So this is your own media empire. This is what you create. It's your blog. It's your website. Mm-hmm. It's your podcast in your case, Mark. Uh, for many people listening, probably it's, uh, it's anything that you create and you get to say what goes. So if you do a video and you love it, it gets posted. If you do a video and you hate it, it never sees the light of day, right? Delete is a great button. So you get to make those decisions. You get to put your own message out there and say who you are what you're about, who you're attracting. And no, you don't have, need anybody's okay for that. You get to decide. Mm-hmm. The second bucket is called rented or borrowed media. This is really social media. So it's still your message. You're posting things, you're sending things out there. But social media is the amplification of that message and someone else owns it. So if someone else decided to you know, put you in the penalty box or cancel accounts or whatever, they can do that. And they have done that. I think Twitter had a an experience where they cut out like 20,000 accounts. This was a few years back now. I even have a friend who was a part of that, never got her account back. She had to set up a whole new thing. So the point is, is you don't really have that kind of control. You can amplify your message, but that's about it. And by the way, I've known people who only use social media to promote their businesses. And that's a bad idea because if something happens, happens and you lose contact with your people, they don't know where to go to find you again. So having your own website, at least they can come back and find you there. So you always want to have your own territory, your you media. 
The third bucket is earned media. And this is really the past. This is what we're used to. It's still there. This is when you have to jump through some hoops to get the interview, right? You have to have the right content. You have to have something interesting to say. You appeal to someone and they want to have you um, on the show or in the publication or whatever it is, but mm. it's it's earned media. You have to earn it in some way. So, when it gets back to this model that I'm trying to describe, those are the three buckets. There's actually a fourth one called advertising. A lot of people pay money to have, you know, a, an article placed or this or that, but I'm not really going into that aspect of it. We're looking at the three mainly. Um, so if you understand that all three buckets are important and they all work together, then you can understand where you should spend your time and how you want to go about making sure all three of those work. And you wouldn't, you would want to start with your you media, your own messaging. That's your first place. And then you can amplify that through social media. And then, of course, you can get earned media and amplify it even more. So that's how I, that's, I think that's the best place to really start is understanding those concepts. Okay. Just, just give us those labels again, if you wouldn't mind, please, Joanne. You media. You media. Right. Uh, the second is rented or borrowed rented. media, mm-hmm. and then earned media. Earned media, right? You so the, earn it. the ones that would, I suppose, leap to mind would be first of all the middle one because we are focused on other people's platforms. We want to be on LinkedIn. We think we have to be on LinkedIn, and for many of us, that's true. Um, perhaps TikTok and others to a lesser extent. Some people will prefer Instagram, and others won't. And, and the last one is is something that some of us have gone down the path of, which is paying for clicks, you know, mm-hmm. likes and that kind of thing. And I've wasted lots of money on that and uh, I've been burned, but perhaps it's because I haven't done things correctly. The other thing that comes to mind is, is the precariousness um, of the middle one, which is when we're renting something, we're at the whim or mercy of the algorithm, this thing that decides whether we get to be seen or not. And that, that, uh, and that's why I think what you're saying makes sense. It's having our own platform where, you know, our, our work really yields results. We can pour lots of time and effort into writing great posts. It doesn't necessarily guarantee we get the eyeballs, right? That's right. That's absolutely right. And you, again, you can control your messaging and your own media and then go out there and see and and do as much as you can and get as much visibility as you possibly can. But as long as you have your base, people can find you. There's a way Mm. to find you. It's so important. Yeah. So you work with coaches, authors, consultants, speakers, people who've got some expertise in some area, whether it's a something almost leadership focused or technical, et cetera. Um, my area is sales, but I've worked in other areas as well. And uh, some people listening might be in perhaps resilience or technical training of some kind, or they're authors. Um, can you give me some success stories of clients you've helped, coaches, authors, authors, speakers, consultants, and so on? I've really been fortunate to work with some amazing people who really understand their own message and how they want to get it across. And then we identify who it is, how we go after them. And then I go ahead and do it, set up the interviews, and it it continues. So one person, to answer your question, would be a woman by the name of Kelly McDonald. She's based out of Colorado. She's a speaker, travels all over the country, some international, but a lot in this country. Uh, 
she's written, the interesting thing about her is she's written four books by published by Wiley, and they asked her to write the books. So her whole, me- which is amazing. I mean, that does not happen that often, right? Usually you're going after an agent or you're pitching whoever, or you're doing the self-published route. There's That's fine too, but she was asked by a publisher to do this. Her messaging is all about diversity. Uh, but not from the lens of race and religion, which is what most people kind of think about. But mm-hmm. hers is more from, you know, we're different in lots of ways. Some of us are introverts, some are extroverts, some are uh, morning uh, morning people and others are night owls. Some are uh, technically motivated and others are technophobes. So when you're in the workplace, you got to work with people like this and they're different. Or you own your own business and you have clients that fall into different uh, areas and how do you how do you work with them? So she basically her main message is as a business owner, how do you manage this? And it also falls under how do you deal with race at work? She does address that, uh, but very specific ways that are not related to HR or activism. It's based on business, and it's good business to get along with people and to for all of you to work together. So she's been fantastic. We've worked for. I think about a year and a half now. And often the campaigns when I work with people are three months or six months because we're launching mm-hmm. a book and that kind of thing. But this has just gone on and I it looks like it's just going to continue because it's just been going so well. Uh, we've been so, involved. So what does that involve? Like, I mean, let's say you work with me or someone listening and they're going, okay, I've, I'm a subject matter expert in whether it's say leadership or uh, some kind of management training or it could be uh, DEI, which you've alluded to. Um, what what services or what advice would you give people to help them to become, as you call it, media darlings? Well, let me ask you this. Your your expertise is in sales, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the first thing I would ask you is, you know, how are you different from all the other people who work in sales? Because right. uniqueness is like the number one thing. So we would look at how are you, Mark, how are you different from the sea of others out there who want to do what you are doing and you're having a lot of success. So we would identify what that is. If you have a book, we'd pull out the key messages and then mm-hmm. we decide where do you really want to be? And then where do I think that we can get you? So we'd have those kinds of conversations and then we'd go out and we'd, we'd see about making that happen. Um, yeah. And then we do a little media training along the way. Uh, usually you probably wouldn't need it because you're doing this podcast and I know you've been doing other interviews and you sound fantastic. Lots of That's people. That's my microphone. Use, it's <laughs> it's me. a good mic. I love it. It's a good mic. Yeah. <laughs> Mine <Thank> too. You. <laughs> Uh, but a lot of people need a little help with that. So being a media darling is all about, well, think of it this way. You work, you've had clients or you've had people you've worked with who were just wonderful to work with because they were easy. You know, they knew what their role was. You know what your role is and things happen. A media darling is the same way. They're doing media interviews and the producers and hosts are like, let's, let's get them back again. They're that, let's get that person back again. They're, they, they know their stuff. They present so well. They're fun to work with all of those things. I mean, being a prima donna just doesn't work. Right. It just doesn't work. So those are the okay. kinds of things that we would address. You mentioned in your profile, having worked with Ken Blanchard, a, a previous mm-hmm. guest on this podcast, the one of the people who helped to create and shape uh, SL2 or Situation Leadership 2. Uh, Brian Tracy, of course, um, mm-hmm. Eat That Frog. Uh, he's an amazing guy. I've listened to him for years. Yeah, Such a great. slick speaker. And of right. course, Richard Bandler, one of the co-founders of NLP. So that's quite uh, a roster of, of big names. Um, 
So if someone comes to you and, and they say, right, I've got a book or I haven't got a book, but I'd like to get myself out into traditional media. Many of us, because we're listening to podcasts this, these days, we're on, you know, we have a website, we're on Twitter, et cetera. We're on social media and it's this consistent drumbeat of, of getting likes and clicks and posts and, and follows, et cetera. What is the business case for traditional media, for TV or radio or other forms of traditional media? Because you've got on your LinkedIn profile, um, Forbes, CBS, NBC. When I see those names, I get the sweats. I almost think that's terrifying. How on earth do I get on those kinds of <laughs> publications? Well, I mean, that's, it's, um, it's those, well, I call them top tier. Those are top tier media outlets. So they're more challenging. There's no question. You've got to have your ducks in a row in order to go after them. And part of that process is making sure that you're in the tertiary tiers and the secondary tier media. So you want to be there because nobody has to take a chance anymore. So if we went after CBS, NBC, or any of these guys, um, they're going to look at where where you've been and what you're doing and what you're about because they're not going to take a chance. They want someone who really knows what they're doing. So that's that's really the first thing. Having a unique message, of course, is always important too. And uh, with the media training, I do a lot of mock interviews with people if they don't have a lot of experience doing it. And we set up really challenging situations so that by the time you get out there, uh, anything that you're faced with, you're gonna, it's going to be easier than what you went through with the mock interviews. Let's put it that way. Uh, so I, I was listening to an interview once. I had a client who, she. this is a few years back, but she had uh, designed a set of uh, workout facilities, spa facilities for women who were overweight. And she went to do this interview with this uh, host who was, you know, really nice. And he shook her hand and they had a little chit chat and they got on and then they went live. And the first thing he asked her was, why would anyone go to one of your spas? You are fat. Oh, yeah. Right. So she looked at him and there was a pause, right? And she said, you are exactly the reason that I designed these spas. And for any women who are listening now who have been shamed in that way, Mm. I want you to know you are completely welcome at my facility. And then she gave her website address. And, you know, the, the interview ended very quickly after that. But she got her message out because she spoke through the host, past the host to the listener. And I guess I'm really answering the question if you get if you if you get a confrontational host, it sometimes will happen, that kind of thing. Mm. And so through media training, you can learn to handle those sorts of surprises and and answer in a way that's effective. Right. So I mean we have to answer the question which I think many people are thinking it sounds like there is a path to eventually get on something like Forbes, CBS, AP, NBC, Wall Street Journal, Ent- Entrepreneur Magazine, etc. Yes. Uh, we've, we've to almost, I would say, um, do the small stuff before we earn the big stuff. Yes. Um, but it is possible, right, to get on front of these kinds of publications. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And especially if you can present yourself in a way that's different from what everyone else is doing. So, you know, as a podcast host, I'm sure you've had people pitch you and sometimes you get pitches that are pretty lukewarm. Like if you have someone who's a, uh, Mm. let's say a personal finance person and they want to come on your show and talk about personal finance and then they say something like, well, you really should uh, spend less than you save. And it's like, okay, we all know that. 
We not, we might not all be doing that, but we all know that. So you want to figure out a way to say what it is you have to say in a way that's unique and different. You also want to be able to present in a way that's engaging and mm. compelling. So that that draws the listener in or the viewer in to hear what you have to say. So if you're speaking in kind of a monotone voice or you sound really boring or you continually repeat yourself, you you're probably not going to make it on the show, first of all. So you want to make sure that you can present in a way that's that's interesting. Uh, and so that's another way. Having credentials is important. It really is. Um, you need to show that you really are an expert in what you do, not that you just say you are. So having a background, having, you know, an education is, is good. Writing a book is good because it gives you, um, it, it just gives you credibility right off the bat. You, you took the time, you wrote a book, maybe someone else published it, which is even better. Uh, and so that helps to give you that expert status also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The dividends, if someone does get to, again, we don't have to think of tier one, you know, that's, aspirational for many people, but even having some kind of um, presence in some recognized outlet, some media outlet, what what kind of dividends or, or outcomes have you seen as a result of people getting this kind of exposure as coaches, consultants, the kinds of people you work with? I have a, a client who uh, she's an executive coach. And so the strategy that we used was I would get her in the top business magazine. So I worked to do that, such as, you know, Forbes, Inc., Fast Company, and then the Wall Street Journal. And the goal was, and the strategy we used was to get one a month in one of these big publications. And then she would send it out in a newsletter, which happened to be made up of the, uh, the CEOs and the people who would hire her. And the first time we did it, she signed a contract for like 70 grand for the next week. And I said, well, you more than paid for me, you know? So, uh, so it was a really effective strategy and we continued to do it and she continued to get work and it really, 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 really did well for her. Where does someone have to be in their journey before it's worth giving you a call and uh, you feel, you know, it's, it's, it's doable. Let's put it like that. So I, there's a there's a quite a spectrum because someone can just really be starting out, but they need to learn how to talk about what they offer, what their message is in a way that's compelling and will grab people's attention. And that's at the beginning. Uh, and also, how are you different? I, br I bring up the unique aspect a lot because it is so important. So when you're going out there, how are you unique? How are you different? Even in your you media, how are you different from everybody else out there who's doing whatever they're doing? All the way up to those who, uh, and everything in between, um, you know, who who have a lot of experience doing media. They've maybe written a number of books. I mean, like Brian Tracy or or you know Ken Blanchard. I mean, they've been around the block a number of times, and they know they know the game. So it's, it's everyone is in some different place on that continuum. But mm -hmm. hopefully, you continue to grow as as you go. You continue to get better and better as you go, and it doesn't go away. You know, there's some some algorithms where you do an interview or whatever, and it goes away. But when you get earned media, it doesn't go away. It doesn't just disappear somewhere. It's if you do an interview on a, a top tier outlet, secondary outlet, it it's there. It stays there. You get to use it, which is great. Okay. Those so let, let's define that for a second because um, we've mentioned that term several times. So tiers, can we create maybe a, in people's minds what tier one is, what tier two and, and three or tertiary, yeah. secondary, primary? 
Yeah, thank you for asking that. That's great to identify that. So top tier are those major brands that everybody thinks of CNN, Forbes, Wall Street mm-hmm. Journal. The, they're the big boys and girls. You know, they're the cream of the crop, the ones that we all really, really want. Secondary tier is more um, your, it's also magazines. It's maybe niche magazines that in your niche are well known. Industry trades very well could fall into that. Uh, mm-hmm. trade magazines, that sort of thing. And then tertiary is more when you're getting on blogs. Now, there are some big blogs that would fall into the higher tiers, but you know, a lot of times you're more niche, smaller blogs. And you know what? That's a great place to start. And smaller podcasts, a great place to start because you can make your mistakes and you can learn and you can grow from it. You really don't want to start. I used to have people that come to me for the first time back when Oprah was doing, you know, network TV. I want to be on Oprah. I said, well, let's not start there. Let's start in Decimal Point, Wyoming or some, you know, some small, smaller place so that you can make your mistakes and learn and grow from it. Because you don't start at the top. Usually nobody really starts at the top. Maybe I wonder if. So is that because of of perhaps generational expectations? People seem to now want to go straight to X Factor or, you know, we have this idea of it's got to be now. It's got to be on stage. It's got to be right on CBS, Forbes. You know, here's the money. Make it happen. That's not realistic. What you're saying sounds like the journeyman process. You've got to earn that. People want to see a reel. They want to see that you've been on stage. You've got some accolades. You've got some feedback. You've got some social proof. Yep. Who's yeah, going to be in front of CNN, you know, tomorrow morning? <laughs> right. Well, unless you do something heinous. If you do a heinous oh, crime, I could get you on there right away tomorrow. <laughs> I could get you on there this afternoon. <laughs> but that's not really a good way to go. Uh, yeah, people do. And I think I, I kind of point to social media for that because we look at people and it looks like, oh, well, they got the New York Times. You know, look, they got it. I should be able to get that right now. And I got to tell you, the New York Times is not an easy get. But you can. It's not impossible. It's been done. But yeah, I think social media is kind of it responsible has. for that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's something that I hear people say to me, I'm not, um, I'm not happy being here. I want to be up there. I'm sure you do, but um, we've got to have a path to get there. So let's say I come to you and say, Joanne, I want to be, I want to have at least one article in something like, um, well, let's say, first of all, so I've written an article which comes out in Coaching at Work next month. I was approached to do that great stuff. My heart says, I'd love to be up on, on something like Entrepreneur Magazine and Forbes, even writing a, a short article. What, what would the route or route be to do that realistically? Well, first of all, you'd have to write a different article because we live in a day and age where you cannot use the same material another time. Because right. through a through AI, I mean, you know this, right? Through, mm-hmm. through AI, they can they can tell. And if a certain percentage has been used elsewhere, they call it plagiarism. Even if you wrote it, it was just baffles me. It's like I wrote that article. You're telling me I'm plagiarizing myself. Anyway, I'm going off track. The point is, is that you you need to write another piece. So you write another piece that's unusual and different. Mm-hmm. And then the first step would be to find out well who who would you who would you either. The publication might take submissions, so you can look and see if they take submissions and submit it. That's not my favorite way to go. My favorite way is to become friends with the editors or friends with whoever you know can get this. So that's what I work on. I'm doing that all the time. You've got those relationships. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So in other words, you're going to be pretty clear about whom you put in front of them. You're not going to waste their time. Yes. Mm -hmm. I appreciate your saying that. Absolutely. I have to really believe in what you're doing. 
and and think that this can work before I will go in front of someone. Because I have people asking me a lot to put their material in front of agents, for example. But, you know, unless they have, uh, you know, they have to have certain things in place for me to take it to one of my agent friends for, you know, to find a publisher for them or to pick them up. Uh, and the same goes with with media. If we're looking at top tier media, we got to make sure that your material is will work there. Yeah, that's important. Right. And it makes sense because I suppose it's a bit like um, anything else. It's that power of relationship of trust. Um, if you bring someone to an editor at uh, Entrepreneur Magazine, Inc. Magazine, they will want you to have almost screened out someone who can't write or can't speak or can't communicate a message. Yes, yes, mm. yes, yes. And not to brag or anything, but there are certain people where I can take them, uh, you know, a client, I can take them someone and and because I'm bringing it, they'll look at, they'll say, okay, this is worth looking at. You know, there's an automatic, okay, we'll look at it, which is great. Have yeah, you had I, conversations with people where you've said, look, dearie, um, it's not going to happen. <laughs> or, it's not going to work on TV. Uh, you're better on radio or it's not going to work on radio or TV. You're better off writing an article. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love that. And you know, the yeah. funny thing is, is there's a lot of authors who don't like to write and they won't write articles. So that would be my next question. Isn't that amazing? Oh, it's, I can't even believe it, but it's very common. And then I, I write it. And then it's funny to see it in social media. Look at the article I wrote and it's in, you know, blah, blah, blah. it always makes me kind of laugh. It's fine. It's fine. Mm -hmm. That's the arrangement. I'm happy to do it. I have no problem with that, but it does make yeah. me laugh. I have to say. <laughs> it's kind of false yeah. though. Um, uh -oh. To some degree. I, I don't know. I, I have a problem when people say I wrote a book and then over a drink, they say they actually had a ghost written. Yeah. Uh, There's a well, lot of that. Why not just say you had a book ghostwritten and not tell me you wrote a book if you didn't write a book? Yeah. I wrote mine word for word. Now, I'm not stepping on, hopefully, or offending people listening, but uh, there is, of course, a reason to to ghostwrite sometimes. But um, I don't know. It just I would like to think that something I've, I'm reading has been written or at least outlined or struct been structured by someone who's telling me they're a subject matter expert. That's just my view. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I yeah I do know that a lot of celebrities and a lot of you know very busy CEOs and that kind of thing a lot of times will have will have ghostwriters, but they do you know yeah. they have lengthy conversations and you know yeah. and they just don't have time to sit down and and write. Uh, there's yeah, there's quite a lot of that actually. But if you're a coach, a trainer, someone who is going to sell your expertise, in other words, from this you're being paid to help people achieve a goal. Um, it kind of stands to reason that your methodology needs to have been written by you or at least crafted by you. Yes. I would think. It, it needs to be your, it needs mm. to be your key messages, your message in the world. Absolutely. No one can, you know, really make that up for you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some have tried as that would be, I, I don't know, that would be difficult to do. Yeah. Um, it's, it's something that I think many people might need to reflect on to some extent we've focused perhaps over focused on social media many of us have broken hearts from all that work we've done and we've nothing to show for it uh we haven't got the follower base every algorithm is different um i don't know how they work half the time some people have amazing followings and they seem to post two words and they get i don't know 200 clicks or something um but with with these earned uh channels, if you will, 
when you're on Forbes or CBS or Entrepreneur or Wall Street Journal, you actually have made it because that is a hallmark for quality. Fair to say? Yes, yes absolutely. And I will tell you this, you might find this interesting. Uh, over the last three years or so, I have had so many influencers come to me. They have huge followings on social media. But what's happening is that every time they launch a program, they have just as many unsubscribes as they have new subscribers. And they come to me and they want national TV in the worst way. That's what they want. So they see the value of it. You're getting exposure to a whole new audience, not just, you know, the, the social media folks, but you're getting exposure to a whole new audience. And so I've noticed that trend for the last couple of three years or so. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. We could talk a lot about this, but for people who'd like to work with you, get in touch with you, um, what's the best way to do that, Joanne? Well, my website is just my name, joannemccall.com. That's a great mm-hmm. way. Um, I have, uh, I think my email address is on there. You can write to me. I'm good at responding. And I would love to hear from 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 anybody who wants to chit chat about this or have any questions. And you know, this was so much fun. I love doing this. I could talk all day. You sure you want to leave? Uh, well, <laughs> we try and keep uh, an eye on the time. Some people say okay. I'd love more of this, but um, yeah, I'll tell you what. Why don't we just do two more minutes? Um, if if we could give people three tips, three simple tips, so that when they come to you, they've given some thought as to how you know they're ready to work with you. Let, let's do that. Number one, know what you want. Know what you want. Okay. And what is it you want? You want top tier media? Just you know, let me know. Uh, so know what you want. Secondly, make sure that you've looked at your background, both education and you know the your niche and how it makes sense for you to be a part of that. And number three, how are you unique? Spend some time figuring that out. And one way, one good way to do that is to go to what I call your niche mates, which some would call your competitors. So those who share the space with you, go and see what they're doing and then don't do that. I mean, figure out something else. So it's not go and copy anything that they're doing. It's go and see what they're doing, how they are positioning themselves and use that as a way to figure out a new positioning for you. And that's, I help that people with that too. But if you do that ahead of time, you'll be leaps and bounds Mm. ahead. That's a great way to, it's a great way to start to figure it out. Well, that's a nice way to end. Um, Joanne, fascinating conversation and a really timely topic for me personally. And um, I think for many people, it, it might just have sparked some ideas in their mind. I think the message that I would take away from this is that there is hope. There is a path to high profile media, but there is a process as well. And it's not something we can do overnight. Um, we have to earn that that um, audience because it's worth doing, I'd imagine. I can think of many big authors who would not be where they are without that exposure to the kinds of brands we've mentioned. So again, for people listening, uh, you can check out joannemccall.com. That's J-O-A-N-N-E, McCall, M-C-C-A-L-L.com. And Joanne, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Oh, Mark, what a pleasure and a delight. Thanks so much for having me. My sincere thanks to Joanne, and you can check out Joanne's website by visiting joannemccall.com. All links will, of course, be in the show notes to today's episode, which you can find over at trainingbusiness.com. If you have a suggestion, for example, a guest like Joanne, or an author or someone you think you'd like to have on the show, then please 
let me know. I'm all the time delighted to receive suggestions or questions from people like you. And you can email me via mark at trainingbusiness.com. My team, Sam, Joe, James, Turul, and I, of course, appreciate your loyalty and your listenership and, of course, your time today. So please click on follow and subscribe and you'll be notified of great episodes as they come out. There is a fresh episode of the show every Thursday and next Thursday, Thursday again. Until next week, keep on selling, keep designing, keep going. And I'll talk to you then. Bye for now. Thanks once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.